Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Good people, Pastor Lamarcus here with another episode of Own Your Mark. Hey, man, listen, wanted to come to you with, with kind of a insert or uh, additional episode. I didn't necessarily plan to do this particular episode of Own Your Mark, but I uh, felt it really, really strongly impressed upon my heart to uh, to just put this out there because I believe it's going to speak to someone or speak uh, to what somebody has been really dealing with. And uh, oftentimes when God presses something upon my heart this way, he has a particular audience and a particular person or particular people that he's really trying to get a message to. So I want you to uh, to really hear and heed this message. Uh, I would also like for you to uh, to share, um, if uh, particularly if the podcast have been a blessing to you, please uh, let folks know, share, like, subscribe, uh, things of that nature. Um, but particularly as it relates to this particular message, uh, I want to ask that you would uh, share this message, talk with your friends about it, um, spend some time uh, just really meditating on the word of God to see what he would have for your heart as it relates to that. Because I want what I want to talk to you about today is radical change. <clears throat> Radical change. What do, what do I mean by radical change? Well, well, really, it's when you are maneuvering in one direction or behaving in a particular way or going uh, according to a particular idea, ideology or teaching. Um, radical change is a uh, an abandonment of that. It is a, a turning from it is a dropping that and picking up something else. And the reason I, I want to take uh, just just a few minutes to to really dive into this is because I believe that's what God is calling us to do in some areas. Now, this this might sound, um, well, radical, but but the truth is, it's just what the Bible calls us to do. Uh, we, we use a different word when, when we talk about it from a biblical perspective. Uh, we call it repentance. Um, repentance, if you think about it, is pretty radical because what repentance means is not, it does not mean, oh God, I'm so sorry I did that. That's, that's not what repentance means. Um, that may even fall short of an apology, um, because an apology should be followed up with some different actions. Okay. But, but repentance though is more radical even than an apology because what repentance is is a it's a turning from a dismissal of one object ideal person thing way of living uh and a turning a an abandonment of that and a turning and going in a completely different direction it is i was headed east now I'm headed west. I was headed south. Now I'm headed north. And and if you think about it, this idea of repentance is pretty radical. And, and the Bible calls us to that, that radical abandonment of one idea, one thought, one direction to the, the complete and utter selling out and, and going all in in a different direction. Um, the reason I want to share this, and, and this is not about lifestyle, and, and certainly this this equates and relates to lifestyle. If you are going in a direction other than God, then there should be an, an abandonment. There should be a radical change. There should be repentance. You should turn from that and turn to and towards God and go 
in his direction. So, so yes, that this does apply to life, but, but this one, this is again, follow me here. It is radical, but it's more subtle than that. And, and here's what I mean by that. Sometimes when being radical, uh, when, when there's a more subtle area in our life where we need to be radical in, we'll fool around and overlook it because it does not necessarily necessitate what we would consider a radical change. And that's the item that I want to address today. Listen, there's tons of other things as it relates to repentance, uh, turning. If there's something in your life that's going away from God, you repent, you turn, you go towards God. Yes, there are tons of things in our life that we need to to think about and deal with as it relates to that. But today, for, for our purposes and, and what I believe God has called me to in this moment, because I believe somebody really needs to hear this, the, the radical change I'm talking about is more subtle in the sense that you'll overlook it if you're not careful. What do I mean? Um, th there's there was an example in in our our church where where this happens, and and there there oftentimes this happens a lot. Um, we were we were having a we're in the middle of praise and worship, and we had the program called for. And I hate to call it a program, but it's just uh, our our normal order of service called for three songs that that particular Sunday, and we were in the second song, and I usually don't get up to go um, down, uh, down the aisle to, to go on stage. I usually don't leave until kind of the middle to last part of that, that third song, that, that song is kind of my, my cue to, to kind of, you know, my final preparations and, you know, make sure my mic is fine and getting with my servant leaders and getting everything set, you know, as I hand off my, uh, my, my iPad or whatever I have for that day to, to walk off, uh, walk on the stage. But as I was sitting, uh, we were in the second song, and the spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, okay, we need to deal with this. <clears throat> and, and by we, he means him. He just needs me to listen and go uh, and be his mouthpiece. Um, and, and the song I believe was talking about God being our strength and, um, and God just began to deal with my heart. And the thing that he was impressing on my heart is there is a lot of people in the room right now and watching that have been operating in their strength. And they have disregarded, they have misappropriated, they, they have undervalued my strength. I am the strength of their life. I am what makes it work. I am who keeps it going. I am what holds them up. I am what holds them afloat. And, and they've gotten so busy doing them. They've gotten so busy working for them. They've gotten so busy exuding their energy that that they they're missing out on me and my strength. And I need you to go up there and tell them to stop toiling so much in their strength and rely on my strength on their behalf. And and God was dealing with my heart and you know, if, if I'm being transparent, there's there's often this tug like, well, it's not the third song. I don't usually go up. It's not time. I can I can do it after the third song. I can do it in the normal flow. No. I'm stopping the normal flow. I'm intervening in this moment because somebody is prime and ready to hear now and I need you to speak. And so I, I obeyed and I heeded the word of the Lord and I went out and uh, and I explained just, just what God gave to me in that moment. Hey, a lot of us are in here. We're toiling in our own strength and, and no wonder you're tired. No wonder things are not working. And God is saying, he's your strength. Rely on him. Leave room for the spirit of the Lord in your life. Leave room for him to work. Don't work yourself so much. And it's not working. You're putting in so much effort and it's not working. God is saying rely on him. And, and it's so amazing how the spirit of the Lord works in those moments. Um, 
because I, I had a number of people come up to me and was like, oh my goodness, man, the Lord was so potent in that moment. His, his power really filled the place. You were talking to me. God had been dealing with my heart. He's been speaking to my heart about this issue and just on and on and on. And so many people talking about that. And, and it's in those moments that, that I really appreciate the spirit of the Lord and how he moves. Um, and, and I tell that story to say this, and, and this is what I, where I'm really getting to that, that I need you to really pay attention to. In those times where God, and gosh, man, I, I'm going to say it like I want to, in those moments where God interrupts the normal flow of service. Now, obviously, it's not an interruption. It is his service. He can do what he wants to do. But, but, but the reason I'm saying it in this manner is because I want you to have a sensitivity to pick up on, wait a minute, this is different. This is this is not the norm. This is out of the ordinary. God is moving in a different way because it's oftentimes in those moments where the spirit of the Lord will come in and do something more radical because it's not within the normal confines of things. And then I'm going to show you that here in a moment. But but in those moments where he, quote unquote, interrupts service or interrupts the normal way, the normal flow of things, he's doing something radical and important and we need to take heed. And here's my point. When he does those things, that is not the time for us to look and think, man, look at how awesome God is. Look at how great he's moved. Ooh, wasn't that a good service? Boy, the spirit of the Lord was so heavy and was so thick and so potent in that moment. That is not the time for that. When God moves in that way, it is not the time for us to sit back and admire how he moved. That is the time for us to make radical change. I need you to follow me here because this is so important. This is so, so important. I'm not telling you that you don't be in awe at the move of God. But I need to ask you this. If you're at all of the move of God, then why haven't you been in all of the move of God? He didn't just start moving. So, so I, I don't mean we don't we don't bask in his glow and, and worship at his throne and be blown away at his goodness towards us. That's not what I'm saying. You absolutely do that. But you don't just do that. When God rains down fire. When God consumes the sacrifice. When the spirit of the Lord falls down and, fi and fire breaks out all over the place. Yes, it's time to worship, but it's not time to just sit there. It is time to worship and time to act. Anytime in the Bible, when you see a mighty, mighty move of God, yes, it's for worship. But it's not just for worship there at that moment. It is for worship in a continuing fashion where we get up and now go and do. We get up and go be active. We get up and go do what thus says the Lord. When we see a radical move of God in that moment, it calls for a radical change of God in our life. And, and the thing that we'll do is we'll get in those moments and we'll say, man, God was speaking to me. Man, the spirit of God was so strong. Man, the spirit really moved in this place. And then we'll leave that place and do nothing different. The spirit of the Lord, the power of God is never for us to just bask in the all in that moment. It is for us to have life change in that moment. Some things should be different. 
And, and what I mean by that, you go, please go back, go check it, go look and read in the Bible. When the fire of God fell on, on Mount Carmel, when God uh, uh, took up the, the, the sacrifice after the prophet of God poured water on, that wasn't just for everybody to say, whoa, look at God. No, that was so we can then have radical change, move from idol gods and return back to God, live for God. The whole point of it was so God will show himself so strong that we can stop doubting and doing it in our own strength and then turn over to his strength. You are my strength. I can't do it on my own. And now that you've shown up in this mighty way and I see you and I feel you and your power is present and moving and powerful, I am going to stop going my way and go, I'm going to turn radically and follow you. It's always for radical change. It is always for radical change. And I need us, I need us to see this because way too often we'll sit here and God will be speaking to our heart and it'll be radically confirmed. God will be, he'll have a thought and an idea in our mind and somebody will send us a text message. Somebody will call us or we'll get a word from the Lord or he'll be talking directly to us in church and we'll sit there and be like, whoa, that was powerful. And then we'll go home and change nothing. And what we have to understand is when the power of God falls in that manner. That means the power of God is on you, with you, in you, through you, so you can make that radical change. You have all the forces of heaven undergirding you to make the change. Now is the time to change. The spirit of God is on you to change. The might of God is with you to change. The undergirding of God is holding you up for that radical change. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it means. I, the spirit of God has shown up. He has rained down fire. He is right here. I see him. I feel him. He's speaking, talking directly to me. I cannot continue in the direction I'm going. The power of God is never to hold you in that moment. It's always to catapult you to your next destination. And way too often, way too often, we'll have people come in contact with the power of God and leave the same. They don't change anything. They don't alter anything. They don't maneuver anything in their life. There's no change. And I'm telling you that this is not an adjustment. Oh, you got to hear me. This is, oh man, God spoke to my heart. Let me, let me tinker a little bit here and, and tinker a little bit there and make an adjustment. No, it is radical change. God rained down fire. God showed up here. God did this big thing. God speaking directly to my heart and I can't figure it all out. I don't understand how it's going to work. I don't know what it means for my finances. I don't know what it means for these relationships. I don't know what it means for the job and I don't care. He spoke to me. I know it. He interrupted life. He interrupted the service. He came down and he, he stopped everything and he spoke to me. I must make this change and it's going to be crazy and it's going to be weird and it's going to be radical it's going to be all that stuff but i have to do it because i have all the power of heaven behind me i know he's speaking to me and i hear it all the time as a as a preacher as a pastor as a teacher i hear but oh man that was for me and, and in my mind i'm like okay so what are you going to do with it it wasn't for you to feel better it was for you to do something it was not for you to feel better. It was for you to do better. It wasn't for you to stay where you are. It was for you to change where you are. It wasn't for you to keep walking in that direction. It was for you to infuse you and fuel you for your new direction. We have to learn to make 
radical change. Here, here are my here are my proof texts on this. Here, here are my examples. You remember Moses in, at the burning bush? I don't have time to give you all the, the, the details and background. You have to go back uh, and, and read it. But but if you understand, Moses is on the backside of the desert. He's a fugitive from justice. He had murdered a man over in, in Egypt and he's running for his life. The Bible recalls that he is guarding his father-in-law sheep on the backside of the desert. And he takes notice of this bush that is burning, not an incredibly rare sight. They're out in the desert. It's hot. Occasionally we'll see that, but this one is different because this bush is burning, but it's not burning up. There's something else going on here. So Moses draws near to the bush to see what's going on. And, and as he draws near to the bush, the voice of the Lord speaks. Hold on for a second there, Moses. You need to recognize the gravity of this situation. You need to understand where you're walking to. You need to understand what's going on here because the ground that you're standing on is holy ground. Take your shoes off. Judge yourself accordingly. God is here. He is radically here. He has radically shown up. He is here to do amazing and awesome things. He has radically interrupted the normal flow of things the way things are naturally. He's here. Recognize it. Take your sandals off and worship your own holy ground. We got to start doing a better job of recognizing when God radically appears, when he radically interrupts, because anytime he radically does something like that, it's there for radical change. What happened in the life of Moses? He's there at the burning bush and the word of the Lord comes through the bush. He speaks to him and he gives him instructions. I need you to go down to Egypt land. Tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Now I need you to see what's going on here. Moses has gotten content on the backside of the desert. He's built something of a life for himself and then got married and uh, he's he's there and he's he's working as a sheep herder and everything is good and he's he's doing his thing and got got family back at the house and all of that stuff man I'm I'm doing the best I can everything is fine and God said no 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 not so there's more to this for you I have things for you to do I have places for you to go I need you to speak for me I need you to maneuver on my behalf I got something I need you to do so you're heading in one direction God radically shows up and now changes the direction of Moses but you got to watch what Moses does he comes up with every excuse he can come up with but what about <laughs> fill in the blank but what about fill in the blank but 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 what about fill in the blank and what you need to understand is we will always have good reasons not to. They'll just never be good enough not to. I'll say it again. We will always have good reasons not to. They'll just never be good enough not to. Every excuse Moses threw at God, God had an answer for it. The answer is basically this, but I got you. The answer is basically this, but I got you. He, he never disputes. My, oh, no, no. You're wrong about that, Moses. <laughs> It's almost like he's validating Moses and saying, but go anyway. I don't talk that good. I know. Go anyway. They might not listen. I know. Go anyway. I'm not strong enough. I know. Go anyway. I'm not tall enough. I know. Go anyway. 
I'm not short enough. I know. Go anyway. And I'm telling you, you're going to you're it won't be that your excuses to not go won't be good. They just won't be good enough for you not to go, because when God is calling you to go, he's promising you he's going to go with you. And if he's going with you, it don't matter your deficiencies. He's more than efficient enough. It doesn't matter how ineffective you are. He's more than effective enough. It doesn't matter how weak you are. He's more than strong enough. You got to go. You got to see how radically different this is. I'm chilling out here on the backside of the desert. I finally feel like I've gotten away from things. Been back here some 40 years living my own life, doing my own thing. God shows up radically and he calls this radical change. And what I'm telling you is when he shows up like this in your life, and he will, when he shows up like this in your life, it is not time for a debate. It is time to make a radical change. I'll give you another one where you didn't see it. Well, you saw the opposite. Moses went. If, if you don't know the story, Moses went down to, to Pharaoh, told him to let my people go. God used, used Moses mightily, uh, rescued the children of Israel for all, from, from hundreds of years of slavery, led them out, uh, and, and, and eventually to the, the edge of the promised land. Their rebellion kept them from going in, but they eventually got a chance to go in. God used Moses mightily. Set up the kingdom of God through Moses, the Ten Commandments, through my, all this stuff that God did because of the radical change that happened when he met God at the burning bush. And I'm telling you, every one of us gets a burning bush experience. And I dare say we get multiple burning bush experiences. But what we have to do is when we have that experience, recognize it. Take your sandals off. You are on holy ground. Worship. But you don't stop there. Now get up and go. Do what God said. Make the radical change. Because here's an example of where it didn't work out. The rich young, young ruler, New Testament, you remember him. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Oh, you know the, you know the commandments, do those. Oh, well, I'm good then. I've been doing those since my youth. But one thing you lack, Jesus talking to the rich young ruler. One, one thing you lack, I, if you've been around me long enough, I, you know I, I teach this. The one thing is the whole thing. It doesn't matter what the thing is. If you lack one thing, it's the whole thing that'll bring you down. If, if you miss one thing, it's the thing that's hurting everything else. The one thing is the whole thing. Jesus says, one thing you lack, go sell everything you got. It's a rich man. He's got status. He's got resources. It's a rich guy. Go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then come follow me, and then you'll have treasures in heaven. The Bible says this was, uh, the, the Bible says that the rich young ruler went away sad. His countenance fell. He went away sad. Why? Because he had great wealth. He had possessions. He had status. Now, well, what am I getting at here? That was his burning bush experience. That was his opportunity. That was time for him to make radical change in his life. He asked Jesus for the thing that he wanted most. What was that? Eternal life. Well, apparently it's not the thing he wanted most. Because when it came time to make the radical change that was going to get him the thing that he asked for, he was unable to do it because he was unwilling to make the radical change. Now, he asked Jesus an interesting question. What must I do? Jesus basically told him, listen, all these, this great wealth and possessions you had. Now, don't you take this as a message to not have great wealth and possession. The idea is not, is the idea is not that you can't have great wealth and possession. The idea is the great wealth and possessions can't have you. And obviously when Jesus said one thing you lack, that was the thing. It's all about your money. It's all about your status. It's all about your possession that has you. I'll prove it to you. Get rid of it. Or oh, I can't get rid of it. That's the proof. You can't get rid of it. That's the proof that it has you. But you ask what it is to have me. Well, to have me, you can't have something having you. What, what, what must I do? Did you hear what Jesus said? Get rid of that stuff and come follow me. If you got me, you got more wealth and more possessions and more stuff than you could ever dream of. 
But he couldn't see that because the radical change that was necessary, he was unable to make. And what I'm telling us as Christians, way too often we walk away like the rich young ruler. Well, that's my business. That's my kid. That's my job. That's my position. And we're unable to make the radical change necessary to follow Jesus. And I'm telling you, Jesus never, ever, ever requires us to make a radical change that's not better for us than where we're going. That's not better for us than what we have. That's not better for us than what we're doing. When he shows up, he's showing up to create that radical change in our life that's going to take us exactly where we need to be in him. And we will find ourselves richer than the riches we had before. We'll find ourselves stronger than the strength we had before. We'll find ourselves wiser than the wisdom we had before. We'll find our marriages better than the marriage we had before. We'll find our children better than the children we have before. Everything we have will be enhanced by the radical change, but we've got to stop hearing it, seeing it, being at the bush and thinking, oh, well, that's really cool. I spoke to a young lady not long ago about this type of uh, thing. God laid, laid the person on my heart and I reached out and, and the young lady was like, oh man, oh, whoa, this isn't because that's exactly where I am. Oh, I know this is the Lord. And, and then she said something that was, um, well, troubling because what she said was, yeah, I'm going to have to really think about this and, and see what I can do. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. This, this is not a time to debate. This is not a time to overanalyze. This is not a time to overthink. This is a time for radical change. But the problem is we start thinking and we, we start thinking, well, it's going to mean this and it's going to cost that. And it's going to, it doesn't matter what it means. It doesn't matter what it costs. It doesn't matter how it feels. It matters that we make this radical change because the blessings that we seek from the Lord, the favor that we seek from the Lord, the overwhelming outpouring of support and strength and blessings that we need from the Lord is wrapped up in the radical change. And sometimes it can be so so minute and it's just this little portion of this little thing and you know i love the lord i've given him my life and i'm following him but he's calling us calling us to make this radical change in this particular area in that particular area but because it doesn't seem like it's so pervasive we okay but i'm telling you just like god like, like jesus told a rich young ruler the one thing is the whole thing the one thing is the whole thing and man we have got to get to the point listen i'm talking to me too we, we've got to get to the point that when god shows up when his word is directed to our heart, we know he's speaking. He interrupts the normal flow of things. I'm here for you. Take your sandals off. The ground you stand on is holy ground. I need you to do fill in the blank, whatever he's calling you to do. That's not the time for debate. That's not the time for discussion. It is the time for radical change. But I got questions. I want to talk to the Lord about this. I want to talk to the Lord about that. That's fine. Go ahead. Have at it. Talk. Listen, Moses talked. Moses asked all the questions and had all the excuses and all that. I'm not telling you not to spend some time with the Lord talking, but when you get done talking, you still got to go do it. You got to go do it. Make the radical change. It 
will be the best change you make in your life. It will be the thing that infuses you with more power that you than, than you ever thought it would be possible to walk in. It will be the thing that undergirds you with such a foundation and strength that you never thought it would be possible for you to stand on it. It will be the thing that impacts your life in such a way that the things around you and connected to you, your husband, your wife, your children, your job, your business, all of that stuff will be infused with this power and might from God because you didn't allow all those things to keep you where you were. You turned, you made the radical change necessary to impact your life for the better. I'm telling you, man, it is the whole thing. You got to recognize those moments. Take your sandals off and worship. Get the instructions. Stop making excuses and go. And God will supply everything you need to be successful. Make the radical change. It'll make all the difference in your life. Listen, I, I pray that something was said that'll be a blessing to you, specifically if this is speaking to you, because I know that when God places things like this on my heart, it is, he's going, he's, he's sniping, man. He's going after spe specific people for specific purposes. Uh, my charge to you is this, recognize the moment. Don't, don't, don't brush it off. Recognize the moment. And as he's speaking to your heart, make the radical change necessary. It will enhance your life like you never thought possible. Again, let us know how we can be a blessing to you. Reach out to us uh, any way you can get a hold to us if you need us. Um, be praying for us as we're praying for you. Know that we're thinking about you. We're praying for you. God bless you. God keep you. And I love you.